Ain't woman no son, Dan? Outlaw? I don't think so. And we won't let her find it out unless we have to. I'm that good. There are still things we have to do before we can catch the outlaws. Isn't that right? I want you to find the sheriff and his deputies. Don't tell them anything, but learn where to locate them if we need them in a hurry. How to do that? We must be sure to be ready for whatever happens. The hearty cry of Hi-Yo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories, featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. Now to continue the story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto stopping to make camp near Jackson City, were met by a riderless horse that led them to the body of Dan Kent, who had been shot in the back. The masked man and his companion followed the tracks of the killers to the Kent Ranch. Then the Lone Ranger rode to town where he learned that a package of money had just arrived from Mrs. Kent by the stage. As our second act opens, we see the masked man reining in his great horse at the camp he shares with Tonto. Oh, 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 you get back soon. I think I've learned why outlaws rode to the Kent Ranch. Why that? Mrs. Kent is expecting money from another son. How outlaw know about cash? I'm not sure, but I believe I know the answer. Kent woman know son Dan? Outlaw? I don't think so. And we won't let her find it out unless we have to. I'm that good. There are still things we have to do before we can catch the outlaws. Isn't that right? I want you to find the sheriff and his deputies. Don't tell them anything, but learn where to locate them if we need them in a hurry. How to do that? We must be sure to be ready for whatever happens.
long, hard drive for Mrs. Kent from town to her home. And when she arrived there, she was surprised to see a number of horses standing outside the house. She climbed down from the buckboard, and when her foreman, Clem, came up to lead the horse away, she asked him about the visitors. Clem, who's the folks come to see me? Just some gents that aims to speak to you. Uh, you get that package off the stage, ma'am? The stage is late, so I didn't wait for it. Hmm. Are they strangers, Clem? Uh-huh. Uh, the folks in the house. Oh, them. Well, ma'am, maybe they're strangers to you, but they ain't to me. I wonder what they want. You'll find out soon enough, I reckon. I haven't a notion why anybody'd be calling on me. They won't be backward about telling you. Oh, what are you coming in for, Clem? I thought she was going to stable my horse. I got some things to say to you, too. Yeah, here she is, boys. We've been waiting for you, ma'am. Yes? This is Duke Reavers, Miss Kent. He'll do all the talking for us. What talking? <laughs> You went to town for a right important package, didn't you, Miss Kent? Oh, what's that to you? You'd be surprised. You didn't fetch it back with her, Duke. The stage wasn't in yet. Clem, did you tell these fellers about that package? Sure I did. <laughs> we know all about that cash, Miss Kent. So it won't do you no good to lie about it. You you mean... We mean we want it, we're going to have it. Clem, they're aiming to rob me. Well, and what of it? And, and you're in with them. Of course I am. How else do you think they'd know enough to come here? To... To think you'd do a thing like this to me. Talking won't help. I I paid you good money, and now you turn on me. I ain't interested in hearing about that. All we want is that cash. Well, it won't do you no good. I never bring it with me. So Clem said. And you won't be able to get it. <laughs> you think not? I know you won't. Red Murphy will keep it when it gets here. And he won't give it up to nobody but me. There's ways of getting around that. <laughs> you, you low, mean, ornery coyote. Clem, you hold a gun on her. I'll do that. Holding a gun on a woman. You won't get hurt unless you goes against orders. Now sit down over here, Miss Kent. There's a pen and paper. Clem's already read out what we want. You just put your mark on it. What's that paper say? Never you mind about that. You just sign it. And the rest you can leave to me. Mrs. Kent, helpless in the hands of the outlaws, signed the paper written by her foreman and gave it to Duke, who immediately left the house, mounted, and rode for town. Get along there. Get along. Come on. Get along there. Get up there. Come on. Get along. Get along. Get along. The Lone Ranger, riding toward the Kent place, saw Duke racing by and pulled Silver to a stop. Oh, oh, Silver. Oh, boy, stand there. Oh. Silver, that fellow came from the Kent Ranch, and he's heading for town. He's one of the outlaws. We may be too late. I want to see the hoof prints of his horse. <coughs> Silver, he is one of them. Tonto and I followed that same track before. We've got to get back to town and find Tonto right away. Yep. All right, old fellow. We'll have to hurry. Hi, In the meantime, Duke continued on into town. There, with a signed paper in his hand, he halted before the stage office 
dismounted, and strode inside. Red Murphy looked up in surprise at the sound of the door. You the manager here? Uh-huh. What can I do for you? Read this here note. It'll tell all that needs to be told. Yeah? Give it here. Ah. It says Miss Kent wants me to give you the package that was to come addressed to her. And what it says? I didn't know nothing about it. She just handed it to me and told me to ride here with it. Uh-huh. Uh, stage come in yet? Oh, it's been here all right. Was the package on it? Yeah, it's here. And give it to me if that's what the note said. I gotta be getting back. I don't know about that. Eh? I sort of figured she'd be coming after it herself. She was here once, wasn't she? Didn't she have the whole trip for nothing? Yeah, I know. Then what's troubling you? Well, I don't savvy why she sent back for it so soon. She told me she'd be in tomorrow. Maybe it's something she wants real bad. It's that, sure enough. But I don't know. Blast it, hand it over and be done with it. Just who are you, anyhow? You work for Miss Kent? Of course I do. I wouldn't be here if I didn't, would I? It's a powerful, important package. I can take care of it. Uh-huh. And for all I know, maybe you take care of it too darn well. Say, just what are you hinting? Oh, nothing. Nothing. I was just sort of thinking out loud. Now, Garnet, what do you want that old woman to do? Ride all that ways back to town just because you're too stubborn to do like she asks? I got another idea. Yeah? There ain't nothing much doing here now. Maybe I could spare the time to run out there with this myself. Blast it, there ain't no need of that. Oh, shucks, it won't be no trouble. I just... Let this man take the package. A mask, fella. You here again. Give him the package. It'll be dark before he gets to the ranch now. Why should I do what you say? I think you will. No, wait. There ain't no reason to get your hands so blame close to them six guns. Take the package, dude. Yeah. Take it to Mrs. Kent. She sent you for it. There's no reason she shouldn't get it. I'm gonna you shouldn't have butted in like this. Go ahead, Duke. The mask fellow's got more sense than you have, Red. I, I hope everything's all right. <laughs> There's something darn funny about this. And all the time I figured you were straight, in spite of your mask. You'll have to trust me, Red. But all that cash. Miss Kent needs it so bad. And if it don't get to her, Mrs. You... Kent will get her money. But that fellow looks like a crook to me. He is a crook. Then look here, I'll why... take that note he brought with him. No, wait. Eh, I'm going now, Red. But don't worry. Mrs. Kent and her money are safe. The rest of the band of outlaws had made themselves comfortable in Mrs. Kent's home while they awaited the return of their leader. Mrs. Kent tried to face them bravely. And as a last resort, she attempted an appeal to the treacherous foreman. Clem, haven't you no decency at all? Can't you see the wickedness of what you're doing? Keep still, won't you? The only reason I want that cash is so I won't lose my place. It's just enough to cover my taxes. And if they ain't paid, everything I got will be took away from me. Shucks. You ain't got a long to live anyhow. <laughs> the cash is worth a heap more to us fellas than it is to you. <laughs> Clay. Yeah. There's Duke pulling up in front of the house. He's got the package with him. <laughs> He's holding it under his arm. Good. <laughs> By golly, it worked, Duke. That Murphy fellow was darn stubborn, but I got the cash just the same. We'll divvy it up and then get out of here. Yeah. I was just wondering. What's the matter now? We got the cash, all right. But I don't like the idea of leaving anybody behind that can tell the law about us. Yeah. 
I was thinking the same. You mean we Clem, ought to... You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do yes, that. Yes, us. We got to look out for... No, no, Maybe no. you're right, Clem. I don't see nothing else to do. But as long as it's your idea, you can take care of it. <laughs> sure. All you fellas set to pull out? Yeah. We're settled up. Now that we got the cash, there ain't nothing holding us. You just think there ain't nothing holding you. This is the law. Come on in, boys. I'll they get here. Don't try to go for your gun. We ain't got a chance. Sheriff, Sheriff, thank heavens you've come. The last fellow brought us, Miss Kent. He's the fellow that made Red Murphy give me the case. I did that, so we'd have enough evidence to arrest you. Then you're a roar and a snake for what you've done. How did you trap us? The masked fellow followed your trail here. He found... Careful, Sheriff. Thanks, Sheriff. I'm sort of forgiven. I know what the sheriff was about to say. Yes? He was going to tell about Dan. Get him, Tonto. Um, get him. Get that rope off of me. Hold him, Tonto. Um, me do that. We told what? you. You're not getting away from me. But he starts the same as oh, man. What is he going to say about Dan? I'll tell you later, Mrs. Kent. Well, we you might as well be taking these fellas along to jail. He ain't taking me. Let's make a break for it, Clem. You're doing right up. That'll hold you. Oh, you winked me in the shoulder. Well, I'm darn sorry I didn't finish you up. My hand... That was a darn quick shot, stranger. I saw him go for his gun. My hand is smashed. Smashed? The masked fellow just shot the gun out of it. Take these men away, Sheriff. Come along, you fellas. If the masked fellow hadn't meddled in... But he did. Blame lucky thing. Now get out there. My deputies will take care of you. I can't thank you enough for what you've done. There's no need. You said something about Dan. We saw your son, Mrs. Kent. You did? I know you worried about him. Well, sometimes he, he didn't always do just what he should. There's only one thing I can say. You needn't worry about his going wrong any longer. You sure of that? Yes, Mrs. Kent. Come, Tonto. Uh, oh, but wait. There's more I want to ask you about Dan. We may meet again, Mrs. Kent. I sure hope so. couldn't do it, Kimasabe. She always thought of him as being honest and upright. She must never know the truth. Yep. Steady, Silver. Tonto, Tonto, think you right. Yes, Tonto. Come on, Silver. Come up, White Miller. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. Heavens above, with a mighty strange thing. It's a sort of rumbling. Now, what in blazes could that? Hey, Grant. Huh? Get to the wagon. It's buffalo. They're pouring out of the valley like water. I see them now. They're heading right this way. Just can't but hurry, Chai. Run. Climb in the wagon. Drive out of here. Come on, get a move on. We're over now. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.